0: Welcome to Radiant Roots. I'm your host, Melissa, where we dig deep, grow strong, and explore the interconnected stories that make up the vibrant tapestry of our lives. Every week, we're going to dig deeper into a new episode where we discuss a multitude of different things. We will also have special guests to come on and explore their talents, their unique gifts, and how they are helping unite and connect the community throughout the world. Welcome to Radiant Roots. Hey, loves. Welcome back to another episode of Radiant Roots with your host, Melissa Phillip. I am so excited to have with us a very, very, very special guest, a very close friend of mine as well. Not even a friend, honestly. She is a sister. And we are just extremely excited to have her along with us today. We're going to be talking about Natalie Zetren Norman and how she has been building businesses and really just creating this beautiful entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey that she has, but also talking about how she's exploring being a businesswoman, but also being a wife, being a mom, and most of all, being a beautiful friend, sister, daughter, and all of these other things as well, and how someone like her can balance all of these things. And so today we're going to really pick Natalie's head and figure out how is she doing these things and how is it possible? Because she is absolutely beautiful, y'all. And for someone to be doing 24 seven, and she's also still working in corporate America as well. And so for someone to be doing so many beautiful things in and outside of the community, loving on her family and others, we definitely need to get the tea on how she is making all of this possible and still being a loving and kind and generous woman. And so here is Miss Natalie herself. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, Nat. So that was just our mini intro because we're definitely going to deep dive into the beautiful resume of Natalie, but I definitely wanted to introduce you to our guests and our listeners and really just let them hear from you and who you are and why are you doing all of these beautiful things? I mean, you could very much just be quiet and humble and just Mind your business. Stick to yourself. Get your money, and not make any noise. But why are you making noise? Why are you the woman that you are and making such a difference in our
1: communities
0: and in our world?
1: Yeah. Okay. You already know, but the other nobody else really knows. Like people who don't know me know. Um, my favorite quote of all time is "You are your ancestors' wildest dreams," mm-hmm. and, and I say. That our people, Haitian people, our ancestors, they have literally paved the way, put the way together for us to do the things that back then may have been unimaginable, right? Yeah. And so I think about that stuff all the time because I am literally two generations away from being born in Haiti. My mom, well, my grandmother came here and literally like built her way up. And then she had my mom and her sisters and here's me. And I (laughs) am like, wow, like life could have been so very different. And what a way to pay homage besides doing all of the things that we literally have no excuse mm. some of our family members are still making their way to this country today you know okay talk about saving it saving up all the coin they can going through the Biden program doing whatever it is they need to do to get to the promised land what they, need. Mm-hmm. they have no idea but you know if, if they can do it what is our excuse And that's the way that I look at it. That's why I'm doing it. Because I don't have no reason not to.
0: Exactly. All of these, you know, hurdles and stuff that we do inevitably have to go through um, doesn't mean that we have to stop. Because if they could get through them. Yes. I mean, that's just a push. (laughs) That is just a push. I absolutely love that you said that because that is one of my favorite quotes as well, because... Even for little things, I think people don't understand how much we take the littlest things for granted, just being able to run our water. Right. (laughs) Really openly, we don't have to walk to get to it, or even just being, you know, a stay at home mom. I mean, just Mm -hmm. in the fifties, you know? Black women in America themselves could not work. It was illegal for them to just stay at home with their kids. They had to go to work or they would get imprisoned. And so, you know, just little things like that. I mean, just being able to be in the corporate America and working and having an influence and just being an author, Mm -hmm. self-publishing, having your own businesses, multiple businesses at that. Yes. Having a beautiful black family, like there's nothing about any of that that should be taken for granted, or or should not be seen in such a light that this is really our ancestors' while This
1: mm-hmm.
0: dreams, imaginations, like, and we're still there's still more to come. Oh, what? There's still more to come. That's what's even. It's just so beautiful. Iceberg. Ah, oh, just the tip. Just the tip, man. <laughs> <laughs> And so, I I had a, I told our you know listeners just a little snippet about you and how you're doing all of these amazing things. But guys, yeah, I don't understand Natalie's really out here, like she wakes up at a, a, a an ungodly hour, and um, <laughs> she's having to to you know. And I know this because we're like I mentioned earlier, we're close friends, and so there's more you know I, I'm having more of an inside look into her life, and so to be her friend and have such such a dear relationship with her. You guys, she wakes up at around three, four o'clock in the morning, if she's not going to the gym, that's an if, um, and, or if she's not having a meeting with someone all all, the cra- all around the world. Um, she is dropping her kids off at school. She has three of them, absolutely beautiful children. Um, well, she's at work, just <laughs> working her job. Um, married with her amazing husband, who's also working in the house as well, Mm -hmm. or she's picking up her kids, dropping them off at activities. She's doing um, consultation calls with clients for her publishing company, for her um, call center, for all of these amazing things. And we have to wonder how does someone, you know, like you mentioned earlier, you're a second generation um immigrant or you know second generation haitian american and you you're able to obtain all of these beautiful accolades have all of these and guys we're not even talking about the things she. this is after college okay this woman should have been in the olympics all right so this is you know this is someone who who from the beginning has always shown that where you know maybe your circumstances is not this is not your limit you you're going to be doing far greater things and so can you share with our audience your story and how you started your journey and how you became the serial entrepreneur and why you even decided to start a business and then branch off into other businesses and you know aspects you know tell us tell us your story girl let's let's hear about it
1: what is the story what is Mm -hmm. we're nosy Yes, I, me too. Look, but the most people <laughs> have the best stories. So it's okay. Okay. Um, so I feel like I've been working my whole life. <laughs> I should be eligible for Social Security. Okay, at this point. <laughs> And disability. I, I've been working forever and my very first job was not a job where I was employed by someone but I employed myself I started a babysitting thing Mm -hmm. with my friend at the time who later ended up becoming like a cousin because through marriage but whatever anyway so we would like babysit kids in our neighborhood and split it, like... Okay. Now, now, like, maybe 10, 10, or 11. And people were really trusting to their kids. Why? I don't know. But they did. There was a
0: reason. Okay.
1: And that was because I was like, listen, I was living in a single-parent home. My mom was still trying to get her stuff going. My mom was in school. Like, for as long as I can remember we were broke. So, but rich in so many other aspects but financially struggling. Yeah. Uh, and I knew that like if there were things that I wanted, I probably couldn't ask my mom for it because like we didn't have the money to stretch. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't have a problem getting up and going and get the money to do what I wanted because I saw my mom do it every day. So why but can't me having a job <laughs> the normal thing? So why can't I do it? so I started hustling. I was shoveling yards. What? Almost. I like uh,
0: was on the, in the mud.
1: <laughs> we shoveling the little driveways and the garages and doing all of that. And I feel like the, mm-hmm. the desire to be able to buy what I wanted um, without feeling any kind of like guilt or anxiety of asking for something that may not have been a necessity um I think that's kind of where that started and then as I got older it was just kind of like a thing where like I had a job like in high school I worked at McDonald's but I was I hope none of my nobody really nobody from back home who who was like in my school listening to this but there were a lot of players who would pay me to do their homework when I was in high school. Okay. That is I'll when people Listen, that is when I knew I said, I will never be broke as long as I got a brain. And so I was like, was money to I money. gotta find a way. I'm gonna make okay. this money. So I was doing that and it kind of just continued every time I was like, yeah, I know I got a job. Yeah, I know I could ask for it, but mm-hmm. I'm really going to get what I want if I ask somebody else. So it was up to me. I want to be able to do it and say, I know I can pay for it if I want it. Um, and so it kind of just segued there down to that point. And then as I got older, when I ended up having kids, kids are expensive. And I. <laughs> there's so many different things that I want to do with my kids and I want them to experience. And I also want them to experience a life of ease. And they, you know, people are like, oh, like silver spoon kids are terrible. But like my thing is like, yeah, like getting it out the mud ain't it ain't all that either. The struggle and, is not the birthright. Yeah. And, you know, you can teach um, good work ethic and responsibility and accountability without having to get it out the mud, quote unquote. And so, when I thought about, like, okay, well, what do these, you know, well-off families do? They have businesses, and they pass those businesses on to their children, and they teach their kids young about finances, and, Mm -hmm. you know, they give them something other than the material things. They also give them, like, that knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so, I would to do that too and so i was like what better way to do it than to have a business and be able to pass that on to them now if they decide they don't want to do it then fine but at least while they up under my roof if they don't have to go work at mcdonald's if they don't really want to because i would have a business that they could get paid for you know (laughs) no exactly you know work smarter not harder why you got to go work at mcdonald's when you come work for your mom (laughs) Okay. And that's what I'm saying. You know, I think, you know,
0: we talk about this often, but, you know, there's this idea or this mindset that, especially as us, as, you know, just brown people living in America, brown Americans, Mm -hmm. we have this idea that because we're brown, because people just hate us for our skin colors and we have all these hurdles and and stuff, which that's not, we're not going to erase that right ever that does not mean that my kids need to experience that because that's something that they will experience they're going they're out they're in the world right there's no way that they're not going to have that experience so why do i need to inflict it even more you know p- parents who you know charge their kids rent and they're just in high school or you know they make them get a second job or something and it's just like How do you expect for this child to excel in school or to do anything else if they're having to work and to contribute to the house? It's not, you know, it doesn't help also, it's just, that doesn't make the kid wanna do anything or aspire to do something sometimes. Sometimes, you know, it has definitely the opposite effect. But how do you feel you, being a businesswoman and having these many businesses, and just being, you know, someone who's networking and meeting. Different people from different industries and getting these tools of this trade necessarily. Um, how do you feel like, as you said, if your kids don't want to have a business or they don't want to do this per se, maybe they want to, you know, go into sports or they want to go into music or they want to be a lawyers or doctors or you know something else. How do you feel like still you instilling these ideas and ideals will
1: structure them for life really or yeah. as That's a good question. I think that them watching the work that I put in is going to resonate with them. And right now my kids are really young. So like for the listeners, I have little babies. I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old and a 10 month old. So right now, 10 months old, he don't know that I'm working right now. Not at all. <laughs> right now I'm not in the living room. <laughs> okay. But as I, as my kids get older, and they begin to see not only the fruits of my labor, but also be able to accompany me while I am working. Like my son, I just posted posted a TikTok two weeks ago where I was like, it's time to clock in. My daughter was upstairs with me. They were out of school and she was upstairs. And I'm like, you know, what are you doing right now? What, what do you want to do first? You're working today we are clocking in now granted she didn't make it the whole day she only made it like two hours (laughs) which is really good for her age okay for her age (laughs) 20 minutes (laughs) is usually the max (laughs) grabbed her blanket and said okay I'm leaving bye and so but like even being able to introduce them to this concept that in order for you to get what it is you want in order for you to have what it is you need there is some sort of effort that has to be put into it. Whether that effort is going towards making someone else rich or making yourself rich or making yourself comfortable. No matter what it is, there is going to be some sort of work that has to be put in. And to think that anything that you want is going to come easy is asinine. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that is what they're going to get from seeing the work that I put in, and I'm excited for them to start being able to accompany me outside of like just coming in and seeing me on a meeting or you know, something small like that. Like, I'm excited for the day where I'm like, okay, look, we got an event, we're gonna go set up. Let's go, yeah, we'll You, cool. Cool. Like, the you? Okay, and they passing like, out like, flyers and business cards. Here. Yeah, a dollar here, a dollar there. Like, when we <laughs> were up here and they had the clock in, my son was up here one day clocked in for about five hours and he got a couple dollars and then my daughter was up here for two hours she got a couple dollars and so it's like I want them to be able to see that your work is valuable yep
0: your effort your Mm -hmm. effort is always always going to have value I absolutely love that especially like we always talk about just for our our children to 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 have both sides of the coin I think for so not I think for so long We've only been shown that we can only have one side of the coin, you know, work yeah. to the bone until you're nearly dead and then yes. celebrate the two and a half years that you have with your ill-ridden body and then die and then that's it. <laughs> and then you, you know, that, that's all, that's your, that's your entire story. You worked your whole life, you came here, you just worked, 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 and then you died. And it's just right. that cannot be... The end all be all for us at all. And granted, working like that it paves it allows for other people to be able to do other things and not have to work as hard. But we still have to you know remember the effort that you're putting in because, like you said, your kids aren't going to have to make it out the mud, but they don't have to you know wipe the mud off their boots. Oh, you know, they're stupid. not gonna have somebody take their boots off and take all the right. socks off. Like, no, you're gonna have to do some work.
1: Yeah, you know, go, it's,
0: it's gonna be comfy for you, but.
1: Yeah, you going to be something. You're not, building, you're not building the road. You might be okay. serious, but you ain't exactly, going to. Exactly. We're
0: going we're gonna to find something. <laughs> we're going to find something. Ex- exactly. And so, with that, with you having three kids, three young kids at that, how. Because I ask this question all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, as a as your sister, I ask this question all the time, like, "You need a break. Sure, you yeah, need yeah, a, break. a break." And mm-hmm. so, without you know, obviously, you know, we don't, we don't, we're we're getting to that place where we are, we are going to have the ability to just say, "Okay, I'm just, you know, I am off for the weekend every month or so." But yeah. for now, you're, you know, getting in the groundwork, framing, you know, your business and everything, making sure that the foundation is. Its set, I mean, you have been setting that for sure, but you know, just still yes. getting getting things together so that you can really just reap everything that you've mm-hmm. been going. how have you been balancing? What All is balance? I mean, you know, said that, that is,
1: is balance is not a thing this, this is this is the thing that I have learned the hard way, okay. <laughs> people say that like motherhood is a balancing act and it's not, there's no such thing as balance because one day you'll be at 40% and your spouse will be at 60. And then another day, your spouse is at 0% and you're at a hundred. And it might be like that for days or months Mm -hmm. or weeks, you are Mm -hmm. not going to have balance nothing is ever going to be 50, 50 unless Mm -hmm. you make a bill. Okay. Like, and maybe it depends on your situation, but nothing is ever 50, 50 around here. So there's there's no even split. There is no I'm gonna do 25% business stuff on this mm-hmm. day, 50% self care stuff on this. That does not happen. It's not realistic for me. And I say it's not realistic for me because every day is unpredictable. Yeah. Um, I live by a planner and a schedule and a to do list and At any given moment, a monkey wrench can be thrown in. (laughs) It's like the whole day has went to shit. (laughs) And now I can't do nothing that I was supposed to do. The whole to-do list. You just got to be able to roll with it. Now, am I a graceful roll with it kind of girl? No. I am. Y'all I'm thought y'all was that.
0: gonna hear yes, no, no. I'm
1: not. <laughs> I'm completely 100 percent honest. I'm one of those people like I can't finish what's on my to do list because some monkey wrench done dropped in my lap. Now I'm pissed off until I can figure out how to get the rest of my stuff done because now you're messing with my schedule, which possibly means you're messing with my money. So it's 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 a lot of figuring out what is worth the emotions and what is worth the stress and you know you know I'm going to cry <laughs> and I always tell people go ahead and cry about it cry about it it's not going to fix nothing but it will make you feel a teeny better. Mean, it
0: not, not a teeny, teeny.
1: it does help a lot Yeah. once you get it out now you're like whew, okay All, All right, right. right. got it out. let's Let's get back. Let's go. I'm going to let myself be mad for 20, 25 minutes, maybe three hours if it's that bad. But guess what? (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, I got to get back to the grind. And so, there's no such thing as balance. There's everything. uh, Everything is like find a way to get it done. And one of the things that I'm working on in therapy is being able to let it go and say, it don't have to be done today. That's my problem. I can't. It's it's very difficult for me to say, damn, I got through a couple of things on this list, but I didn't do everything. Mm-hmm. And now I look at all this extra work that I gotta do tomorrow. And so what I've realized is that no matter what happens, you're gonna be working tomorrow. There's mm-hmm. always something to be done. So just take it one task, yeah. mm-hmm. one emotion, uh-huh. one day at a time. And in the process of that, allow yourself to be happy for the things that you have completed. Because sometimes we're on go mode so much that we don't even acknowledge the things that we have been able to <laughs> complete. Now it's like, okay, we got that done. What's what's next? What's next? And sometimes we really, not even sometimes, we really need to just say, whoo, look at all this stuff that I did. Look at all this okay. stuff I did. Look at all the the things that are going to come from all of this work that I've done. I'm proud of myself. I'm going to go get some ice cream or I'm going to take a nap. Oh,
0: you're feeling guilty because you want to lay down.
1: I'm going to take an extra long that? shower and use the hot water that I paid for. Like, come on. <laughs> what?
0: Oh, you just said an absolute word. Absolutely. Because this is something that I mentioned Quite a lot on, on, on our podcast because it's so true it is so true there is no reason that every day every single day you're 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 beating yourself up because you didn't complete the to-do list or you didn't do everything that you were supposed to do that's that's
1: it's it's slavery it thank you Let's talk about
0: it. <laughs> and it is. It is. And, you know, I know a lot of people, they, I don't know why, especially for people who ancestors never experienced it. <laughs> don't want to talk about it. But but it is. It really is. And especially when you have Haitians where all you know is work and sitting right. down is a sign of laziness. And laziness is the worst thing you can ever be to a Haitian.
1: Right. I mean,
0: there's something to do. What do you
1: there's always, do you want me to give you
0: something to do. You right. know? And so when you grow up with that energy and you grow up with that, that structure and everybody around you has that structure, mm-hmm. you know, it has its benefits when you are an entrepreneur and you do want to have, you, you have these goals and you have these dreams for yourself, for your kids and the yeah. future generation after that. But then you also have to sit and realize like, the things that I'm doing, they could not do. So I also have to revel in that and just understand that what I'm doing already is enough. Oh, like, yes. This is a lot. I am mm-hmm. like this is a y'all, y'all are talking to this woman was nominated for author of the year from Haitian Two Blog. OK, this is a very talented woman. OK, she has published several books. Okay. And recently released one. Yeah. Okay. So the, the, you know, balancing what you said, it's absolutely true because to have a balance, things do have to be 50-50 and granted, they could be, you know, 60-40, is it? 70-30, 80-20, all these other numbers, you know, 99-1 or whatever. <laughs> you know, it could be all of those things, but to to make it seem like, you know, because when things are in balance they're in tandem you know it's perfect it's set and it's just
1: like eh. Mm -hmm. that's
0: not that's not real and especially that's not right now no that is that is going to be soon enough we will be in a in a level of set but you know we're like jello we're we're getting we're in the we're in the fridge we're marinating we're getting solid but we're not there yet we still Mm -hmm. You know we're still kind of slushy and that's okay yeah that is okay as well to to be in this in this mix and in this this matter because like you said our kids are watching that, mm-hmm. and they're able to see like wow she she didn't just work herself like a slave and you know she wasn't just this, this strong black woman that did everything else i hate
1: i hate i hate, 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 hate.
0: you guys know i hate that, that uh-huh. For for us because it's not our child.
1: I'm weak. Troll. I'm I'm. Yeah, no... treat me like I'm a twilight That's your Amazon. I'm a twilight <laughs> <to stay laughs> Late for okay?
0: Okay, I'm a twirl in the wind. Just, <laughs> just, just yeah. I'm a baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's, it's just not. We can't. We can't. But. As we were, as we were just briefly, you know, sprinkling in that, that my girl over here has um, a couple of books, uh, you know, and she's an author. Okay. You know, as the founder of a beautiful publishing agency, which we're definitely going to get into the, you know, mission of that, the start of that and why, how, how did where did you get writing from in all of this, okay. you know? And how, how do we navigate everything you're, you're going through and say, you know what, I wanna put this to paper and I wanna publish this and I want people to hear my word and I wanna help others, you know, get their words out and get their stories out. How, how, do, we, how do we get here? Cause it, it's, it's like, we're seeing so many facets of Natalie yeah and it's just like whoa this is this is really an all-in-one woman so how
1: how did we get to this place man I don't even know when I first started writing I just know I was a I was a kid I was in like elementary and <laughs> it was easy it was fun it was now that I look back on it 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 feels like freedom. That's what I. That's how I explain it. Writing feels like freedom to me. And um, I was writing. It was always something easy. And when I got to college, I. So before I got to college, I really wanted to be an orthodontist. However, most most people don't know that because they've never heard me ever say it. But I wanted to be an orthodontist. But I was terrified of math. If I outside of calculating my paycheck, don't ask me to calculate shit else. They have to to do math? Yeah. It's not just teeth. It's not just teeth because you maybe biology, like okay. But you know those classes. You get like the stats, stats class, and you get like depending on where you calculus. Listen. That's the easiest way to make me jump off a bridge. Don't ask me to do yeah, no math. I changed my major three times
0: because we had math classes, okay?
1: <laughs> and I'm like, I couldn't do it. I, I mean, I could have probably, but I was yeah. not very good at it. I didn't like it. It was intimidating for me. It gave me anxiety, and um, it wasn't. So you. It after wasn't changing you. my major a million times, I went from an athletic training major, which which luckily it had math, but I didn't even get that far into it to be able to get to the math because I transferred schools, and the school I went to oh. didn't have athletic training. Okay, okay. So I went from Blessing athletic- in disguise. <laughs> yeah, so I got lucky. So I went from athletic training to then education was rocking it. What? I was like, I'm going a, I'm to a be a teacher because – Everybody in my family is in education, and it was easy for me because I was like, everybody doing it, I could do it too. So I went through and I started working on my classes, and I got all the way to what they call CAP2, which is where you have to submit like your test scores, do um, your interview, and all of my things in my packet was great. And I passed everything except the ACT. Now, a lot of people probably don't know this, but I was an athlete. And I went the NAIA route and a part of the NAIA route is that um, if you have like two of the three academic requirements, then you're just, mm-hmm. well, I didn't know that. Yeah. So my mm-hmm. GPA was <clears throat> at the time when I was in high school and I was t- like in the top 15 of my graduating class for mm-hmm. NAIA.
0: Yeah,
1: okay, okay. because Kati was not playing that. OK, Very so. Smart. OK, Haitian Paris. Yes. Never played. Not having it. So <laughs> I, um, I but the one thing that I was struggling with was my ACT score and I took the ACT five times and the highest score I got was a 17. So that automatically kind of took me out of NCAA eyeballs because as soon as a recruiter would come and talk to me they're like hey what's your GPA I'm like 3.8 they're like oh she's solid but then I got to give them my ACT score and it's it's not good I need a 18 and I could not get the 18 to save my life so mind you the first time I took the ACT I got 14 oh, so I, took I never it, took I, one so I came see I our, the school that I went to it was like a requirement you started taking the ACT in like your sophomore junior year as like oh, we a, did SAT yeah 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 SAT. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's, that's kind of how I ended up get changing my major to, um, well, that's how I ended up going the NAI route. And so when I ended up getting into that education program and they looked at my ACT score, they was like, well, bro, no, because for the education program, I needed a 21. And so I'm thinking I'm already in my junior year (laughs) at this point. Yeah, I'm not. What am I doing? What am I doing? And the woman essentially was like, well, if you can't get a 21 on the ACT, then you probably don't need to be a teacher. And that broke my soul. I called my mother in the middle of the workday and was crying because this woman essentially just called me stupid. <laughs> 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 so actually. I was broke down. I was so sad. And so I ended up changing my major after that to criminal justice. And. What? Then I was a criminal justice major for a semester. Then I picked oh, up. Wow. And then after that, I was thinking, what the hell am I gonna do with any of this stuff? And no matter what great opportunities are out there for these <laughs> people and those majors, I was sitting there looking like, no. Yeah. So I changed my major to English. And Lord, you know how that went. Everybody was like, what you going to do with that? Everything. Everything. And I didn't know (laughs) it. Yeah, I didn't know it at the time. But the longer I was in school and the more people I was exposed to, the more I realized, oh, none of y'all can write. Oh, I'm always going to make money. (laughs) Love.
0: Let's talk about that just for a snippet, because we we mentioned in my my last episode how <clears throat> there's this there's this um this idea that who we are you know like we you know we have a calling or we have a um like the movie soul like we have a purpose there you go we have a purpose in in life and you know everyone has a purpose you know some people's purpose is football basketball um painting photography this and that and then you have people like us where if if i do something long enough i could be a pro at it oh yeah so what is my purpose? If, if if anything you give me, I'm master, nailing it. Master it, yeah. How do I have a purpose then? Because I don't have that one great thing. Yeah. What do I find? And and then especially being Haitian, you know, it's kind of like, okay, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? You yeah. know, you have to have a a real job. This has to yeah. be something on paper that looks solid and looks good and then you know you go from all of these you know reputable majors to english English, and it's like well you know english right what you need to learn what else are you learning and and it's and it's 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 amazing how many times i've had to to fight against people when i tell them my major and i'm like i did your resume right You know, like, I, you're still, you're asking me to correct things grammatically, you know? <laughs> um, Right. I, I don't think my major really should be put into question here, you yeah. know? Um, and so how, how with that, I know, and like I said, I wasn't trying to interrupt you, but like, how with that, um, choosing choosing the major English and realizing, okay, I'm always gonna make money. So that's solid. I, I guess I always have that thing to show that I'm not. I'm not gonna be broke. I'm not gonna be calling people up and asking them to stay on their couch and if right. they can lend me rent money or anything. You know, I'm gonna be good even with my my little English degree. Like I'm mm-hmm. fine. But how do I transition this this major for myself for my family so that when you know, let's say my kids want to do something that's seen even more outrageous for the Haitian community, like be a DJ or be a painter or something. Yeah. How, how can I make people realize that, you know, the, the, you know, even, or just maybe they don't want to go to school. Maybe they don't want to go to college. Yeah. Um, you know, how do I have people realize, um, not just in my family, but just in the world in general, that um, who I am or the, you know, my accolades, my degree, the things that I've done, they don't necessi- They don't define who I am. They don't define the things that I'm capable of. Um, and especially they don't limit me, right. you know, because as you can see, you know, I can have a degree like English and literally be tapped into every single industry. I could do science. I could do tech. I could do
1: right.
0: animals. I could do parenting. I can do, you know, corporate. I could do wellness. I could do everything. Mm-hmm. And so how do you, I, in a sense, kind of combat that? Maybe initial fight, or even continuing to have maybe to maybe prove yourself in a sense. Maybe having to show show people like, hey, you know, like you can do more than what people label you as. Because this this transitions more than just a major. It's being a woman. It's being Haitian. It's being brown. You know, it's being brown. It's having locks. It's being this. It's being you know. There's so many things already up against you. Yeah. it's really, you know, how do you yourself, Natalie, how do you navigate that? And you also live in um, Alabama. And yeah. so, you know, <laughs> how do you, in, in the South, how do you really navigate all of these trials and tribulations? Because for some people, they're scary. That's scary enough. It's like, man, if they don't even have a seat at the table or they don't even have a reserved spot, yeah. For me, I don't, I'm not even gonna bother trying to sit there because clearly it's not for me. So why even try to break doors and break barriers? I don't want to do all that. You know. So yeah. how do you what or you know how do you navigate that continuously? And also, what advice would you give? to our listeners who, you know, are probably nervous or scared to break through an industry or break through um, something. They might be the first woman, they might be the first trans person, might be the first man to do something or the first whatever, you know, how, what kind of advice would you give to them?
1: My advice is more of a question. Mm -hmm. If somebody was dangling a million dollars across the street, and you had to get across the street without getting trampled by a garbage truck. How would you do it? (laughs) it? Are you going to do it? Do you really want the, 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 do you really want that money bad enough? It's the same thing. Some of these, some of the things that we're doing are not, we're not doing them because of the financial gain. We're doing them because they make us happy. Um, Do you really want to be happy that much or that bad? Do you really want that freedom that badly? Um, Everything that you want to do is going to come with some kind of obstacle that you're going to have to overcome. And Mm -hmm. ultimately, you have to decide, is it worth it? Yeah. Is it worth it? And if it ain't worth it, then fine. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Sometimes it's not worth it. But a lot of times it really, really is. And we just kind of give up a little too early. And so, you know, that that's, that's my advice is to think about that question. And somebody was holding a million dollars in front of you, but they across the street. How are you getting over there to get it? It's yours. The name is that the, your name is on that bag. That man is over there. He's saying, Melissa, the <laughs> money is burning my hands. My hands are going to oh, burn man. off. <laughs> the yeah, I was
0: dumb cop skip. Okay, I played he that frog it. game a lot. You remember those games where you yeah, the okay. frog
1: across the street? Okay. What? <laughs> I'll learn how to learn. You're gonna figure it out because that's what you want. And so that that that's what it is. And like, is it scary to navigate? Is it nerve wracking? Is it anxiety filled? Oh hell yes. It is. But I feel like when you conquer one, it makes it more realistic for you to conquer something else Mm -hmm. and so we we just we can't we can't be scary Mm -hmm. yeah gotta try and take a stab at it what's the worst that can happen somebody tell you no okay half these people you don't need to know and a no is not forever no, no could be just for the moment. No could be. No could be. I learned this during a job search. No could be protection mm. from something you are not supposed to come in contact with.
0: Amen. Amen. I would Girl. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because I think a lot of times we get no's and we hear no's and you know it's like well i'm overqualified i i have i have all the money saved up maybe it's a house you know or i look good maybe it's a man mm-hmm. or i you know i'm healthy maybe it's getting pregnant or whatever yes. you do so many different things and you're just like but i'm doing everything
1: yeah it's,
0: sometimes. it's that's
1: not yeah. what are supposed to be right there at that moment sometimes just, you know and sometimes
0: we don't we don't take the time to to realize why we're getting the no we're just focused on the answer yeah. and not listening to the lesson that could be not even could be because there's always a lesson but the lesson around mm-hmm. the, maybe the people that we're in that space, we're going to diminish you and dilute you to something else.
1: And now you completely forget your mission. That space wasn't going to serve you in no capacity.
0: Uh, oh, they wouldn't keep you stagnant just so that you don't do greatness because they could see the greatness in you and they don't want you to shine. Mm-hmm. That's possible. Maybe the man that you want to date, they're going to... Who knows? I mean, anything <laughs> is possible, Okay. <laughs> Anything is possible. I mean, you know, so you know, maybe the home that you wanted is not in a in a good neighborhood. Later on, down the line, yeah, if something happens with your kids, and that you never know, because sometimes the know for right now, it's it's saving, you know, ten generations later oh, on. Yeah. Down the line, it's saving oh, yeah. your kids. kids we don't, you know, we have to understand every single path we choose for us that's someone else's life later always personal that is someone you know and so we really have to look at things with more intention and really 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 understand where we are and why we're placed in the positions that we're Mm -hmm. in um, no matter how big or how small oh yeah they are and so we're gonna we're gonna kind of come back to the beginning a little bit because we kind of skipped over to you being an author and we we mentioned your publishing agency just just briefly. Um, But uh, girl, we we got to get a proper rundown of all, all of the businesses because we need to know how how many do you have? And um, what was, what was, I mean, you mentioned your first which was your babysitting club, you know, the mm-hmm. Nancy Drew <laughs> going on. Yeah, but what, you know, after after you birthed that as a young child, um, what I guess you would say, as a, as a grown woman is your baby? Like what, what kind of led the way for your other businesses that you have now? And what are they? And how, how do they serve you and others?
1: Yeah. So currently, I have two businesses. One is Z-Way Solutions, which I am co-owner of with my mother, um, a virtual call center um, and staffing agency. And that's been really fun. Um, And so we we have that business, but then I myself have Z-House Publishing, and that is my baby. I feel like that was coming and I did not know it was coming for a long time because I've mm-hmm. always written books like I in my notes I have tons of just book ideas and partial manuscripts and all types of things and when you look at the literary landscape you don't see people that look like us frequently. Yeah. And so I know that my my first book was written out of healing, never really thought to ever write a book. And when that book came out, I was like shitting bricks, nervous, <laughs> didn't mark Absolutely it. nervous. Okay. Writing a book. I just popped up on Facebook and was like, ah, I just wrote my first book. Da, 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 da. And like, that was that. And then as time progressed, I continued to like write. And started brand writing and started doing copywriting work and started, you know, ghostwriting people's Mm -hmm. speeches. And I was just like, who would have thought that this Mm -hmm. hobby of mine was going to take me here? And so when I decided to start taking it serious, it was because I was seeing more of a need and I was seeing more opportunity um being presented out there to me. And so I started the publishing agency because I wanted to help people understand that everybody has a book in them. And not, not only, books. Yeah, and not only do they have books in them, but it's possible to get a book in a store and have it sold in person and it's yours and you get your rights and you get your royalties and you're not you know splitting your royalties with five different people because you went the traditional route or whatever the case may be like being a traditionally published author is not the end-all be-all and because a lot of times people will look at you know self-published authors in a diminished light like we're less than Mm-hmm. Like we the indie albums, so. yeah. But they don't. There's really, nothing wrong with being independent. Is nothing <laughs> wrong with being independent? Some of your favorite rappers are independent artists. Okay. I mean, let's be real. And so, you know, I I wanted people to to see that like these things are possible because it's every time I would tell somebody that I wrote a book, it would be, "Oh my god, I've always wanted to write a book. Well, why didn't you write the book? Mm-hmm. What do you mean?" And that's the response I get. What do you mean? And I'm like, why didn't you write the book? Well, I mean, I just didn't know. And so I'm like, you didn't know. Okay, I'm going to educate y'all. I'm going to put the information out there for free and tell you how to do it. And, you know, I feel like I give a lot of that free information out there. And then I let, I'm educating the masses on how to do it. And if they happen to want my help, then mm-hmm. they know where to find me, but you don't have to have me do it. But I'm here yeah. to teach you how to do it because if you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Amen. And if you a fish, you feed him for a day. Now, if I feed you for a day, that means I'm going to eat for a couple of days, and that's fine with me. But I'm just saying sustainability is key. And, you know how to do it yourself. And that's what we're all about. But, and, you know, yeah. so, We're not selfish yeah. people. That's the thing, teaching <laughs> people how to do something that they think that is like impossible, and I'm just like, why is it that literary spaces don't showcase the really good stuff like not to say that you know this the really good stuff ain't out there, but I'm just saying, like, you know how many of us have stories that are just amazing that could be on these bookshelves, and nobody's reading them because nobody thought to put it in a book? Why not? Why not? Instead, you're saying story times on TikTok, but cents on the dollar. <laughs> you could have wrote a book, <laughs> and then someone could have read it over and over Why and over again. I'm just saying, <laughs> story times keep them going. Listen, don't worry, right? Because we,
0: we ourselves we do story times.
1: I know. It's not even shade. Yeah, it wasn't shade. It's true. I mean, not at
0: all. But we writing we writing it down too. That's down. the thing. <laughs> Yeah, we're writing it down okay so, we're yeah. making we're making it work for us and that i love love how you said that because that's so that's so true we really are our own stories we are our own books you know every every year we talk about new chapter new chapter new chapter yeah. where we get that from All right you know and as, if we can look at life like they are chapters why not write out your experiences and write out how you're feeling and it goes, you know, it it ties back into us mentioning just being Haitian and just, you know, growing up, whether you're first generation, second generation, third generation. um, It's tough breaking barriers in general.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And that alone can be a, what's that word? Oh, not my mama calling me. <laughs> um, no. Is it an emergency? Like, what, <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> on. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, okay um but yes it, it's one of those things where it can be it can be a turnoff to want to break barriers and to want to you know fight against all of these things and tell you mm-hmm. tell our story or even more so it doesn't even have to be all of that sometimes we can we can feel like well others have said the same thing that I'm feeling or other people have said the same story so like
1: but nobody said it like you that's the thing how many, how many bread companies do you see in the bread? None of talk the about bre- it. None of the breads taste the same. And talk they
0: sh- about it, girl. Okay, there's like three honey wheats, five whites, ten bagels.
1: Look, Sarah Lee got twelve different kind of honey wheat bread. All right, look. Let me. And they <laughs> and most of them is owned by three, only three people.
0: I'm just saying. So they're full <laughs> enough anyway. It's, you know- creating competition and that they smart and that i think that when we when you discover that as well you know you realize the truth you start to uncover the truth you know because that's what you know on, on radiant roots we talk about that a lot where you know living holistically being more spiritual and just what that means and navigating um navigating not just your life but like how your life intercepts with other people's lives mm-hmm. and understanding that like with great responsibility because you know like really understanding what that means because sometimes you know you can see us in these spaces and it's like you know yeah you know i'm a, I'm a brown author haitian author and i do this and i have that but like that means a lot it means something for it sure.
1: means something you know there's someone looking at you like she's oh, haitian Because you know, you might have been the first person that they saw. You might be the first Haitian author that they've ever seen or heard of or read or talked to. I'm like, I I remember the very first female track coach I ever met in my life. I remember her. I didn't know I was going to become a track coach one day, but when I became a track coach and I realized, I'm literally the only female here and there's 30 other colleges at this university and I'm the only female coach on this at this track meet the, empowering empowering it's because you, there's so much that is yeah I'm fine you know, know. It, man you you never know like the impact that you could possibly make by breaking the barrier and not even by breaking the barrier, but just being able to be a part of the representation. Because
0: mm-hmm. you don't have to break it completely. Yes. But just knowing, you know, just having the the echo of hitting it.
1: Yeah. Okay, you because it's something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, because I heard someone, well, a few times actually, I've had people tell me like, oh, you know, the things that you're doing is like, and I hate, I hate that expression so much, but it's like, um what is it trying to try to empty out the ocean with a spoon or something or or with a mop trying to you know like we're trying to clean the sand or something of that nature and you know it's just like even even if i don't get to empty out the ocean yeah i filled up a bucket
1: oh yeah i
0: made something happen okay it might not have had so much impact
1: to you but to say okay. else, it was a huge impact. Okay, those fishes that didn't have that water for them. <laughs> <laughs> or
0: oh, whatever was over here. <laughs> whatever, you know, but I, I, you know, whenever, whatever you're doing, it is moving someone in some way. Yeah. And I think sometimes... <laughs> we're we're scared that if we're not you know we don't have a million followers and a million dollars is not in our bank account we don't have you know a bunch of calls and we're not touring the world and speaking and selling hundreds of books at a time and all this and that that well we must not have no impact nobody must be listening to us and you know because there's plenty of people who put themselves out there right and then you know in their eyes oh it's not working you know it's been three months Unfortunately, yeah. it's been three months and nothing's been working, nothing's going on. And so, you know, just to kind of um, just to kind of end us off with on a on a on a great note with another piece of advice from you, because as as we heard from you, Natalie, you are just a I, I don't even want to say powerhouse because you know, the being power is a lot, you know, but you, you are, you, you just radiate the power more so, you know, and that's better. That's strong. You know how strong it is for you to radiate the energy of Mm -hmm. something that that's a lot. And you, the work that you do, the efforts that you provide, the community outreach that you give, it's, I, I have to say as a as a friend, as a as a mentee, <laughs> as someone who is always learning from you, I truly have to say thank you so much for the things that you continuously do for this community. Because when I say y'all, when I met Natalie now over a year ago at this point, mm-hmm. I was absolutely obsessed with her. I still am. Like I'll tell her. Every other day, like girl, I'm obsessed with you. Like, you like, you know, to, to me, you was a celebrity. Like, I'll forever just be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is my friend like, This is my this is my this is my sis. Like, this is family, bro. Like, what? That's crazy. And you know, I think nothing, I, I keep saying that a lot, because you know, I know that there's so much power in the work that you do that the the voice that you give off to people and i know that the the women the men the people everyone who's going to be listening to this episode is going to feel empowered in some way you know whatever project they thought that was dead yeah. they're gonna try to revive it if they didn't start on that project they don't want they don't want to get started on it hey. if their moms of three four five they're gonna be like well, she can do it i can do it you know and so yeah. what do you give what kind of advice can you give specifically to moms who you know maybe they do want to start a business but they are still working You know they are still working their nine to five they have three four kids still you know you know let's say three under three or five under ten or whatever you know you know they're they're just juggling a lot or even if they're single single parents um how how what kind of advice or what 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 kind of story can you give to them at least to to help them know that you know we're we're waiting for them we're waiting for someone like them to tell their story
1: yeah man there is nothing that you can't do you had a baby the closest thing you can do (laughs) like it's it's the closest thing to death that you can do (laughs) It's if if you can have it regardless if you pushed it out or it got pulled out all right which is even worse right give praise
0: to those c-section mamas
1: okay because c-sections ain't no joke like open heart surgery, and you're awake, yes. and you gotta move and yes. take care
0: of a kid.
1: no matter who, you did it, you did it. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you could do that, a little LLC can't hurt. All right. So I'm gonna say that. And ultimately, <laughs> you you have to think of yourself as more than a mom. To the moms specifically, some of us, not me, but some of us, grew up. <laughs> and knew that they were born to be moms. I was not one of those women. I was one of those. I'm not having no kids. Get them things away from me. I don't want to be married. Ill. Gross. I y'all see
0: Y'all see how she was talking. She got and, three now.
1: And, and clearly, can't keep my hands to myself because now I got three. <laughs>
0: beautiful. Beautiful children
1: too. Okay. The really? world would be missing without them. Yes. <laughs> and I'm married. And while going through that you will start to put yourself on the back burner and you have to remember that your children want to see your dreams come true too now granted they might not know that but when they're like 25 30 I know exactly the way that I relish about my mother and I'm like oh my god like my mom was a badass like I could only imagine if my mother would have like full-fledged started a business how much I would have been like whoa my mom's so lit bro like even more than she dominating did. it you know like I would have been like fangirling even more than I already do over my mom mm-hmm. Kids mm-hmm. idolize you they you don't think that they care but they do those are they want to see you do your thing they first of all outside of your children if you at all have the opportunity because they
0: tired of us yeah
1: (laughs) outside of your kids if you can it gives you even more of a sense of purpose outside of being able to say i kept children alive because i'm telling you it ain't easy and that is an accomplishment But what's even more of an accomplishment is to say that I did not let my children become the crutch that stopped me from living my life Mm -hmm. to the fullest. And a lot of us do that. A lot of us will make an excuse that because I have a child or multiple kids or whatever, that we can't do the things that we want to do. And we can. It might not happen as fast as we want, Mm -hmm. but guess what? Being a mom does not stop your life. You are now going to just have to rediscover yourself in this new evolution of who you are. That's all it is. And once you figure that out, you're unstoppable. But I don't, but I I wholeheartedly don't believe that a lot of women give themselves the opportunity because it's like that they feel like that is just all they can be. And that's not, that's not. You can be so much more. You can be anything you want to be shady. If Look, if Donald Trump could be president, you could damn sure have a business and be a mom and be a content creator.
0: Okay. okay. <laughs> you can be anything. You can be anything you want to be. Look. If you just if,
1: believe. If you that when they're little, why don't we believe it?
0: Because somebody told us otherwise. But okay. what's that person doing?
1: Right. And, and to that, we say them people who tell us that we can't do certain things also remember that when they said that the air did not stop coming into your lungs your bills did not stop being paid and food did not stop touching your table their opinion is literally that everyone has one it's like an asshole so if you if you can literally focus in on who you want to be after motherhood what does self-rediscovery look like for you? Healing your trauma,
0: mm-hmm.
1: working mm-hmm. through reparenting yourself, working through adjusting to this new life because your life changes. It does even after you get married. Maybe you haven't had a baby yet, but you got married. Your life is changing. So the think roles, yeah, your roles are different. Rediscover who you are in these different hats that you are able to wear but that doesn't mean you got to keep all of them on you can take them hose off every now and again and switch them up like a wig Yep, just like a wig girl you know i used to stay with a wig okay so, <laughs> you could do it you got but you have to give yourself the space create your create the space for yourself to do it
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you don't create that space for you nobody else is going to
0: not at all not at all Mm-mm. and especially if you don't tell no one closed yeah. mouths don't get fed
1: I know people don't tell others you know because oh people gonna hate and you know people gonna shoot it down and that stuff don't matter that stuff don't matter you gotta do what you you gotta be able to say you lived. and that includes trying new things and failing yeah and trying old things, failing. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Failing is not a bad thing. It's just not a, a it's it's a stepping stone to get you you're supposed to be. So allow yourself to fail, allow yourself to make the mistake, allow yourself the space to grow and rediscover mm-hmm. who it is you want to be as you're evolving and be proud of yourself for taking that step. Oh yeah. Girl, whew. I had
0: chills a couple of times because that that is more than a word. No, and honestly, it really is uh more than a word because everything you just said was true. I don't have nothing to say after that. because <laughs> it is, you know, it's it's it is true, you know, that these this is just a chapter.
1: Yeah, so
0: if you want to end the book. I mean, you can, but it, there's, there, it hasn't ended, you know? As long as you're living, the book hasn't ended, so you might keep right. writing. Yeah. And I mean, you, technically it's still being written, but you might as well, you know, you can have more effort and, you know? Yeah. And I, think, I remember telling my, one of my closest friends, I said, you can't be, you cannot act like you're the background character in your life, you That's literally true. are the main character.
1: Main character, energy we're
0: okay. all our own main characters
1: main and so characters.
0: when so when people try like you said when people's opinions or when people try to insert like oh you won't amount to this or you can't do this or your daddy or your mama or You're whatever
1: mm-hmm.
0: remember that at the end of the day they are literally an npc in your game. Yeah. like yeah. they they don't matter okay. <laughs> and so it, as long as you don't want them to become part of the main story they don't have it's to nasty. be they're literally just background and so keep
1: focusing yeah. the book already at your big age i'm telling you i got a long list of characters that can never come back okay it's okay this is dead and gone from
0: the 20th chapter that you know just like We, you know, and and that's, that's, I love how you said that, you know, reinventing yourself is beautiful. There's, there's a, you know, cause mother earth, she does that literally every single season. She reinvents herself. She blooms new flowers. She kills off ones that didn't work out. She, you know, rain, that's what rain is, is coming in, refreshing the world. Mm -hmm. So why, if, if every once in a while earth is doing this on a clock why can't we why yeah what's what's wrong with us doing that
1: there's nothing wrong with that society tells us that we're supposed to be a specific thing oh yeah barefoot in the kitchen yeah and And there's nothing wrong with that but not everyone wants that if everybody nobody that wasn't my thing but okay you know that's not my ministry but for other people that may be it i think we have to Really take a look at what it is we want and how we fit into the world that we are in. Mm -hmm. And then let ourselves grow in that. Because listening to all that outside noise doesn't do anything but stifle you. Because now you're trying to be what they want you to be. You're not being who you want to be.
0: Say that.
1: Exactly. And now you're
0: just living your whole life a lot.
1: Listen. Listen, I mean, many of us did it. I did it, but oh yeah,
0: same here. You know, and that's why we can speak on it. Okay, mm-hmm. we can't. We can't speak on anything we haven't gone through. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, it's when you can see from the other side. It's like, yeah, I was dumb. Yeah, but I, am I love that I was dumb because I was. Yeah. I'm not dumb
1: because it makes I such was. a
0: good
1: <laughs> redemption story. Yeah? To oh, through. you know what? Mm-mm. I. You see how crazy that was, and look oh, at me now. Look oh. at me now. <laughs> look at me. It. My edges came back, girl. <laughs> okay. Look.
0: Really, really, you're not done. You're not done. No, at all. You are literally just planted, not buried. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. That's oh, man. Oh, not. I, I absolutely cherish this conversation, girl. I loved it. My cheeks hurt because,
1: like, <laughs> homegirl. Because we are. I, it
0: could not have been less than that, and I didn't want it to be. I, I didn't want a formal. So, nah. Did you? No, I'm not. No. I want. I I love girl chat. I've I've always. That's my
1: thing. I'm 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 a girls girl. I want yeah, to talk a girl chat segment or a girl chat event. I do. Listen, listen, hold on. Don't even say nothing. Don't say nothing.
0: Okay, because those well, you you wouldn't know, but when I was 16, so it would be at this point 10 years now. I had a girl chat sponsored event. And so it would be very nice if I, you know, came back again, you know, more mature girl yes. chat. Oh, we're gonna keep it at that. We're gonna keep it at that because I know a lot of people would be very excited uh, if I did that again. And, mm-hmm. so, and that would be, ah, oh, that would be a beautiful thing. That would. But Matt, nah, it's been it was absolutely beautiful speaking with you, girl. I, as I said in the beginning, I love you. And I love everything that you, you were able to provide for us, give to us. You gave us so many gems, so many great words. You really showed us an insight into your life, into your work, into your heart. And, you know, it just made, at least if you're listening, definitely check Nathalie out, check out her Instagram. I'll have everything linked in. The podcast episode description so you guys can check her out check out her website her instagram her tiktok she is everywhere her facebook okay y'all she is everywhere if you want to publish a book if you want help with writing your book you want to you know whatever it is that you need if you're looking for work okay and you want to work remote mama okay she got options for you too all right. If you want that, if you wanna, if you want some gym tips, okay. She's a she's a gym bae. She got a lot of things for you guys. All right. If you want some couples connectivity books, if you wanna work on yourself and have a nice journal so you could journal, y'all y'all need to check out that. All right. She really is an all all around woman. Okay. She has everything that you could need to heal yourself, to grow, and to really begin this new and next chapter in your lives. And so. I greatly appreciate you Nat once again for coming along. I thank all of my listeners for listening to Radiant Roots and I'll see you guys next episode.